This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ping.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of Apple downloads. We are once again joined by yet another phenomenal guest. My guest of today is a lovely, brilliant spitfire by the name of Laura Templeton. So who is Laura Templeton? Well, what I can tell you about Laura is that she is the founder and CEO of 30 Second Success, a company helping entrepreneurs, professionals, and sales teams make better connections and obtain more business in 30 seconds or less. The foundation of 30 Second Success is built on crafting 30-second messages that connect on an emotional level for clients to use for networking and video. As a professional speaker for organizations and associations, Laura educates audiences on how to craft an attention-getting message, build better connections, and use networking as a marketing strategy. Smart business owners hire Laura to educate their workforce on how to deliver the company message and turn everyday conversations into more business. Laura, I want to welcome you to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. How are you? I'm wonderful. Uh, Thank you so much for inviting me to join you on your show. I really appreciate it. Well, I certainly appreciate the gift of your time. And we've been talking about this behind the scenes. And here we are. The day has finally arrived. So for what you're going to bring to myself and to the networks and to the listeners, the global listening audience, I want to say thank you because you're obviously very off the hook busy and you're providing service to a lot of people. And uh, people like you are always a treat to interview on the show. So thank you so much for the gift of your time, Laura. So let's just dive right in because everybody knows my my style and approach to this is very uh, organic. It's unscripted. I think it makes for a much more authentic conversation and you never quite know where you're going to go in this, which I love. So let's talk about the inception of your journey originally, Laura. You know, what was it about who you are or what people or experiences shaped you in such a way that you really got clear on the fact that this is what you were meant to do? Thank you. That's a really great question. And I really appreciate that. Um, One of the, I guess the foundation of my company really started from having been in network marketing for a really long time, done a lot of professional development, 
Um, in my past life, before my children were born, I was a project manager for a major banking company um, in New Jersey, up in Jersey City. And when I left that profession to to uh, have my first child and decided that I wanted to do the stay-at-home mom route, absolutely love that. But started to dabble in uh, creating something of my own. I always wanted to have something that Sorry about that. My phone just rang and I thought I had it turned off. Um, <laughs> it happens. Like, why did it put you on hold? Um, so, um, all right. So start over. So having chosen to stay home with my children, one of the things that I found was that I was looking for an opportunity to build something, bring a little bit of extra income in. So I started dabbling in a network marketing company because I absolutely loved the idea of being able to stay home, build a business around my children's schedule. And through that, I just really kind of fell in love with that business model. So fast forward a few years, I was using networking out and about, connecting with people, needed that adult conversation that a lot of stay-home moms are looking for. <laughs> um, you know, you can only have that, those little conversations, you know, all too yes. often to feel like you've got to start talking to real, you know, adult conversations like, oh, okay, that's what it's like. Um, yes. So I started connecting through network marketing and did a lot of personal and professional development through the company that I was with and started developing more of a platform for training, stepped into a more of a leadership role. And even with networking, which is you know more like the social networking locally, I stepped into a leadership role with a women's organization. And after a few years, found that one of the things, you know, when, when you're in that leadership role, you start to look at the people in the group like, oh, my gosh, what do they need? How can I help them? What what are they really looking for that's going to benefit them in their business? And the struggle really seemed like, isn't there anybody out there helping that can help us with our 30 second message? And, you know, I started looking around trying to find people that I could bring in to speak. And I, there really wasn't too many people at that time really focusing on that as a business or as a presentation. So, you know, I have all this training and I, I, I totally understand how to do the 30 second message. Brian Tracy teaches it very well. It's a very simple formula. I've been following the man for years. And, and, you know, obviously his success is just, you know, he's so willing to share it with so many people. Mm -hmm. um, and I started, so I started coaching people on how to do a 30 second message. And then I started writing people's commercials for them. And then I started getting asked to speak to other groups because word got it out that I was doing this. And, um, you know, just organically, the business kind of fell. In, I don't want to say it fell on my lap, but all the pieces started to fall into place. Beautiful. And I'm ready. Yeah. You know, when that happens, it's really kind of cool. Like even the business name was like, it just came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, this is cool. That's what I'm going to call it. Um, so yeah, so I started, you know, coaching people and, and helping them with their messaging and speaking to larger and larger audiences and helping teams of, you know, sales teams and individuals just really understand their messaging and how to grow their business through networking as well. Understanding that whole how to connect piece because that was part of what I, you know, as I was working with clients, there was a little bit of disconnect on how to be effective at networking as a mm -hmm. whole, you know, mm -hmm. not just showing up and telling people who you are and what you do and then going away and hoping somebody might call you. It's really about building relationships. So, Absolutely. 
you know, it's just, it's, so th- it's just been a really amazing ride, um, just developing that and, and learning organically what people need, what I can deliver, what I like delivering, what I don't like delivering, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you start to get a lot of, when people start to trust you, they, they want to know how much more you can do for them. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, it's just, it's just really, really a fun, uh, fun business to be in, just to be able to see somebody transform their message and really gain that confidence once they deliver. Cause that was the hardest thing for me when I would look around the room and see these amazing women that I had gotten to know, like just really had gotten to know and stand up and fall apart. Like, Oh my gosh, that's so not, that's so not what she does. And then so not what, who she and half the time I'd be go, wait, 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 let me do your commercial for you. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, yeah. I want to circle back to something that you said, Laura, that was so pivotal. And I really want to underscore the relevance of this for the benefit of the listening audience and eventually the podcast subscribers. And this is why I absolutely love interviewing people like you, because you said, you know, looking around the room, it was really questioning within myself, what do they want? What do they need? And I find the people who are not only more so clear on what their defined purpose is, and equally um, coupled with that being impassioned by by what they do, but in addition to that, being extremely successful at what they do, is they identify the needs of other people. When you can understand and tap into, you know what, there's a bit of a gaping hole here. How do I solve someone's problem? How do I effectively come up with a strategic plan in which to make them shine, empower them to empower themselves, and watch them go vertical with the whole journey? This is what really, I think, define successful business people. And I really love it more so because, you know, one successful businesswoman to another. So I, there's no, there's no surprise here. And I don't believe in coincidences. And you and I have talked about that for how well this has taken off for you, because when you ask the key questions, that's when things align, that's when the opportunities show up and that's when things start to take off. So the fact that you had the insight and the fortitude and the tenacity and just the mindset to go, okay, what's missing here that I know with my skill set, I can complement and I can make this go like gangbusters for people. So let's talk a little bit about having the intuitiveness of knowing how to identify and pinpoint people's needs. And I, I love that. That is, you know, that's one of the things that when I work with clients, we kind of dive into, let's understand who your ideal client is, right? A lot mm-hmm. of people get into business, they kind of know who they want to work with. They're not 100% certain. Sometimes it changes. Um, but most of the time, they're not looking at the bigger picture of the fact that it's it's really about them and not about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you delivering that's going to solve a problem that your ideal client has? You know, that foundation of understanding on a deeper level what your ideal client is really struggling with, that's that's where the positioning really begins on how you can help them. Um, you know, we were all designed and, in, in, you know, I, I fully believe that we were all designed and put on this earth to, to help one another. It's to have that heart of service. And when you come from a position of more about what's in it, for them rather than what's in it for me, it really changes the dynamic of how you interact with people mm-hmm. because you start listening more for 
what they're struggling with. You start having empathy towards what it is that is causing them heartache and keeping them from accomplishing the amazing things that they were designed to do. So when you start to really dial in and listen for those key hints and elements, you start to understand what it is that your specific client is looking for, what they're trying to accomplish. Um, I just had an amazing conversation with a, a gentleman yesterday about um, his business. And one of the things that he kept, he was kind of struggling with creating his niche. He really understands who he wants to work with, but he's afraid to let anybody, any one particular person out. Now, I, I, did, I don't know if you and I have already had this conversation before, probably, because I think we've talked about so much. Um, <laughs> It's it's been fun uh, just sharing. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, a lot of times when I talk with a client is don't be afraid to niche your business, especially if you've been in business for a while and you really understand who it is that you love to work with, like who lights you up, who gets excited to work with them. Absolutely. When you you start to really focus your attention and your message on those particular people, you gain more confidence, you gain more credibility, those people start to seek you out. But, and all of a sudden, your book starts to get full, right? You know, mm-hmm. I, I, people, a lot of times, if you're fairly new to business, be careful not to niche too soon, because your business is organic, and it does take a little time to shape it. But after a year, year and a half, you start to really know who you want to work with. And mm-hmm. um, give yourself permission to just just really focus on those people because other people will come organically. And if you have time in your schedule to work with them, great. If not, it's choice, right? Absolutely. And life is about, life's about choices. So when well, you give yourself the ability to, to create the choices that you want, want for your business, then it just it becomes fun. Beautiful. So true. And there's a few things, again, that you, you've said, and I, I'm just going to paraphrase it in, in my lingo, although we're speaking the same language here. Uh, and I also want to compliment you, too, because the 30 second, um, you know, in terms of what your business model is, what it stands for, and really trying to fine tune things in such a succinct, finite period of time, I think that lends to your own success and your credibility for what you truly can impart to your potential client and to your already existing uh, client roster. Because we live in a time now where everybody is chomping at the bit. Everybody is overextended. Everybody is multitasking. More people than ever are embarking upon the world of entrepreneurship. Uh, Particularly when you are a startup, you've got to get your, your branding straight. You've got to get your marketing straight. You've got to get all of these moving pieces that are all essential ingredients to the overall finished product. Product being you, product being inclusive of everything else that you stand for and you represent and and you're taking to market. And so the fact that you've established who it is that you are, because I think for people to know who ideally their potential best suited client is, you have to have a true innate sense of yourself, first and foremost. And when you're in the world of personal growth and personal development, uh, that means you're always committed to doing the work. And so your success, I think, is very much synonymous with the work that you've done on yourself to figure out who you are as a human being in which to package your business. I think it's a twofold prong. And I think if you're deficient in one area, you're going to be deficient in the other. And I think 
your success speaks to the fact that you've got this all worked out. So I want to congratulate you on that. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I, I do, you know, again, it's a lot of what I've learned over the years. One of the best things that anybody could have ever said to me is that the professional development has to be part of your plan. It has to be part of your daily routine. You need to be reading, filling your mind with good information, good books, good people, surrounding yourself, listening to great podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) An indirect plug there, listeners. Thank you so much, Laura Templeton. (laughs) You're very welcome. Uh, And, you know, just really, you know, you have so much you know, we have so much bandwidth and sometimes, you know, that, that development of self um, has to be a key part of our growth. It Mm -hmm. it really does. And I think that's where that whole idea, you know, the whole idea of, you know, understanding who you are really comes in. You know, I, I joke all the time, every time I turn around, somebody says to me, what are you doing now? Because, you know, in life, we get to re we get to reinvent ourselves over and over. Absolutely. Think about it, you know, like, most of us, when you get to be my age, I'm 39. Again, we're just going to put that out there. Okay. And I'm approaching 48. So we're, we're still talking the same language here, regardless of the the time difference. I said 39 again, right? Yeah. (laughs) I stopped at 39 about, you know, several years ago. um, Now I I say that in all honesty, I say that in honor of my mother-in-law who was 39 for the 39th time on her last birthday. So we, we joke wow. around here about age. Um, yeah, but, you know, being I am I'm 55, I'm a grandmom, you know, and what I'm doing today has nothing to do with what I went to school for. Right. And, you know, a lot of people feel like you have to stay in that lane. You paid for that education. You have to stay in that lane. That's what you're going to do for the rest of your life when you make a decision. And um, I'm I'm walking, talking, breathing you know, testimony to the fact that you can reinvent yourself because we change, you know, life changes, we change, life changes us. Mm-hmm. And there's so much opportunity out there for us to just develop things that really feed our souls and, and help other people in the same sense. Bingo. You know, so- Bingo. Well, you said you said something else. Or you're you're. I, I love the way that we're dialoguing here because we're we are truly speaking the same language. And I know this is resonating with the listening audience. And again, eventually the podcast subscribers. Um, but it's true. What you put your attention on grows stronger. So to the degree that you are completely invested, to the degree that you wholeheartedly believe in yourself and your vision, even if nobody else can see what you see for yourself. That, again, I think separates the categories of the people who have dreams, but they don't take actionable steps or they don't do, they're not disciplined in, in the fact that, you know, you've got to hone and harness all these things. And it's going to be a lot of trials and tribulations. There's going to be a lot of things where you go, okay, wish I had thought of that and incorporated that. But you know what? It's never too late to go back to the drawing board. So rather than getting self-defeatist, rather than thinking that, you know, it's time to throw in the towel, which a lot of people do, which is why a lot of startups Uh, don't really make it beyond, you know, the first five years of business. And so 
when you do, and you, you preface Brian Tracy too in the beginning of the show at, at the top of the hour, and I too have had him on the show, and I think anybody who's in sales, anybody who's about connecting, genuine, authentic connections, the people who are epic and legendary like Brian Tracy are the, the people who are, for us, the role models. They're the leaders. They're the epic, iconic you know, people that we learn from. And the people who are still in business today who we are students of we will never quit. That's the first fundamental rule. Never quit. Find a new way to, as you said, reinvent yourself. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be birthed out of a crisis. Uh, and it's never too late. Again, for the demographic of people who are tuning into the show, you know, you can reinvent yourself every five minutes if necessary, because if you are committed to the work and you are committed to rapid, fierce uh, growth and development, uh, you're not going to be who you were necessarily 10 minutes ago because we're always getting additional clarity and we're always taking additional risks and we're always meeting you know like-minded people who reconfigure or bring a certain element to our mindsets or our way of thinking or our perspectives where it's like okay now we've crossed over now we're leveling up Um, and you've got to be coachable and so for what you do Laura and again going back to the fact that we live in such a, a busy busy time you know people are overextended people are oftentimes working more than one job uh people are entrepreneurs it's not you know there's no clocking in there's no clocking out there's no taking days off you just make things work around your other additional priorities um so the fact that your business is what it is and it's really catering for your client to the market about how to succinctly present yourself in such a way where it makes sense, it's self-explanatory, and people don't have to second guess, okay, so who are you and what are you about again? So again, I really commend you on what you've done to get yourself to this point and for the difference in the impact and the value that you're making on your clients and just people abroad in terms of getting on the stage and speaking and interfacing and networking and connecting. Uh, That's what it's all about. So again, kudos to you, Laura. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, it's one of the things that you you touched on there, which I think is really um, important, is staying coachable. Yes. It's really not just being coached by others, but, you know, that the the willingness to learn what's going to what's going to make me better today than I was yesterday. What's what's an area of improvement? And I think sometimes, too, it's who we surround ourselves with. Yes. No, not just, I, I talk about it all the time because, you know, I, I hang out with really cool people, you know, because I, I read everybody's books, right? So, you know, they're all my <laughs> personal friends now because I've read their books. You know, get I got all excited because I, I did a, a I read Bob Berg's one of, you know, a couple of his books and I always wind up doing a quick, you know, hey, here's what I thought of the book and, you know, give him a big shout out on Twitter. So then, of course, you know, Bob Berg's my personal friend because he called me friend on Twitter, you know? <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> But the thing that is, is like when you think about it, these people are molding our minds. You know, these are these amazing people that we can, they're gifted, they're talented, they're positive, they're encouraging. They are molding our minds to help us overcome all the crap that has mm-hmm. has blocked us from reaching our greatness for all these years. You know, all those, you know, self-doubts and everything else that we constantly have to battle against every single day. I think the other thing that, you know, that I learned very early on and I, and I, I have to give, you know, credit to a number of the women that I've met over the years is who, you know, who are your accountability partners, you know, mm. really connecting with a core group of people that 
hold you accountable and, you know, <laughs> just kind of call you out on your crap when you need to be called out. Yes. And, and they'll love them for it. Right. You know, they're like, you, you've given them permission to call you out. So you better be willing to take it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, an accountability group or a mastermind or, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's that core group of people that are willing to just stand up for you, stand beside you and, and push you harder than you're willing to push yourself. Very you know? true. And it really, it makes a huge difference when you have those go-to people that you can call and say, you know what, I'm struggling with this. I need you to, you know, hold me accountable and, and make me do it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, that's one of those things like I I'm finishing up my book right now. So I'm actually writing my book and I'm at like the third edit and I'm like, okay, it's gotta be done. <laughs> so I told my girl the other day, I'm like, all right, we're on the third edit. She's like, all right, now you need to like, give it to, you, you need to stop. You need to like, and I said, well, I think I know what I kind of figured out what my fear was of putting, you know, the whole putting it out there. And what if nobody buys it? She goes, well, I'll buy it. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll put it. <laughs> Hey, I got one still. Um, you know, so well, let's, the let's talk a little bit about your book. What, like, because you know, people who are going to be tuning into this show, they're going to want to know more about you, and knowing that there's something upcoming, additional to reaching out for you for perhaps an initial consultation, or knowing where to follow you on social media, or wanting to collaborate with you perhaps on some type of project. Um, they're going to be curious to know to the degree that you don't want to give too much away, but you want to give enough. So it entices people to stay connected. What, what, what is the book that you want to share with us, Laura? Yeah. So my book is actually called 30 second success. It is about crafting your message, your unique mm -hmm. message that really connects with your audience. My, my tagline is, is, uh, pretty much spells it out. It's called ditch the pitch and start connecting. Love that. Love that. <laughs> So it's, uh, it's been a work in progress for a while. I, I kept saying I was going to write a book and I started with a workbook. So, you know, it's like, okay, I really need to write the book book, you know? Mm -hmm. So finally just kind of getting down into the nitty gritty, breaking down the, the formula of crafting your message, but then going into the deeper issues of how are you connecting people? How do you want to show up? What are you delivering? You know, remembering that it's really about them and, and just really helping people understand how, how to stop overcomplicating networking, how to, yes. how to just really it and make it simple and make it a conversation. It's really, it's really not that hard. And it's so, such a gift when mm -hmm. you learn to make this with people and, and just to truly understand that what you have to offer is going to bless so many people that you need to be putting yourself out there Absolutely. and you know, once you have that message and once you understand there's a very simple formula behind it your confidence will go through the roof mm -hmm. it's just mm -hmm. I had well, one sorry go ahead sorry. no no you go ahead <laughs> Yeah, just one one quick story that I reference in the book is there was a woman that I used to network with, and every time it would come time to do thirty second commercials, she would literally go and hide in the ladies' room and not come back out until we were all done doing commercials. So for a whole, almost a whole entire year, she did not do her thirty second message. 
And then finally we sat down and had coffee. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to help you through this. She goes, you don't understand. I am petrified of public speaking. Like, but you're showing up. Yes. You're showing up. There's something in your heart that's telling you that you need to be here. So let's just work on a small message that you can be comfortable with. Well, the first time she delivered that message, I don't think there was, I don't think there was a dry eye in the room. Wow. Because they knew how hard she struggled to do it. And everybody clapped and, you know, it just, it was a turning point for her. So that was, Mm -hmm. you know, that's one of those stories that I hold on to when, you know, when things do get tough and, and when you're in business, things do get tough. Oh, yes. And the thing is, too, they even get tougher and tougher because once you've established a certain level of success, it's not enough to just know within yourself and have proven to yourself and to other people, call them peers, colleagues, clients, whatnot, um, that you, you know, you were able to aspire to get to that particular level. Sustaining it, maintaining it is a totally different ball game, particularly if you're introducing new products, new services, if you're opening up, uh, you know, you're opening up the space in which to invite people to join you. If you're getting more creative with how to take your message or how to reconfigure or repackage your message, or you've got a totally different new direction that you're going in under the umbrella of being a serial solopreneur. And it's not just one aspect of business, but now you've got perhaps a multitude and you're trying to do that juggling act. So it's, uh, you know, and there, there's no end or expiry date or cap when it comes to growth and development. So it's not about just doing what you do well and there's nothing wrong with that and there's no judgment but people who embark upon the world of, of becoming entrepreneurial it's because they're itching all the time they're burning yearning with desires of ideas and creativity and things are always simultaneously coming to them and there's never enough hours of the day in which to embark upon different things that speak to you or uh, you know reclarify what your purpose is and what more you can do in terms of reaching the masses so it's um, yeah it, there, there's no there's no room for getting too comfortable or complacent because it's always about evolutionizing what you've already done, right? It's just keep building, 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 scaling, 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 leveraging, leveraging, leveraging. And and when you love what you do and people can connect with you and they resonate with you and they see that you are really on fire and you're onto something and you're helping people overcome whatever it is that they want to overcome to be more successful in business and they turn to people like you, Laura, it's like, you know, through your consultations or, or working relationships with them, we learn from our clients too so they sometimes the way they say something or something that they suggest it's like it gives you a brand new idea or a direction in which to run in so it's just it keeps going it's got legs of its own oh absolutely I you know and that's that's the amazing thing to you know a lot of people are really afraid of growth right they they, Mm -hmm. they're afraid to get too big I'm like okay well what does too big look like for you? So let's, you know, sometimes when I'm working with some clients that we do some strategy work on, they really haven't thought beyond a year or two. You know, mm-hmm. I, I learned, you know, a couple of years ago, you need to think about what, you know, what's the end game? What do you, what, you know, always start with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you reach that point, then you can decide, okay, let's go another you know, let's go for another end game. You know, what's after that? You know, like I have a very good friend of mine who started a business and her whole thing was she was going to build this, create this app, really get it running and then sell it in five years because she just wants to retire. She's, you know, at that age where she and her husband are 
looking at what their retirement life is going to look like. And she's like, I just, I want to build it. I know it's a good thing. And and so her plan is set. But a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, like myself included, if, you know, like second or third year and I went, wait, 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 I need to think about what I really want from this business. Somebody had suggested franchising and somebody else had suggested coaching and, you know, training and development and how to look at how big do I really want this to be? Where do I want to go with it? Is it something that I'm going to create as a legacy? Is it something that I'm going to create and sell? You know, so a lot of times entrepreneurs get into this place of, you know, okay, like a protective cocoon, you know, that they have such creative ideas. And sometimes that's really stifling. Um, because they're not sure how to put all of their ideas into motion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some entrepreneurs are way better at that, you know, better at the implementation. Um, I have a, a great friend and coach who, you know, she's that serial entrepreneur. She loves creating. She's like, let me create this, then I'm going to sell it. I'm going to come over here and I'm going <laughs> to create this and then I'm going to sell it. And I'm going to come in. That's how she works. It's like how her mind works. She just, she's that creative soul, but she's like, I don't want ownership of it. I just want to create it, sell and let somebody else run with it. Mm. Like, you know, brilliant. She knows herself. So a lot of times when working with independent business owners who have all of these ideas, getting them to focus on a specific foundational piece that they can really kind of set as their core, you know, really focus on it as their core, and then mm-hmm. allow those other pieces to happen organically over time, or build them out over time. Let's get this, this particular piece really established to establish you in your business. And then those other pieces will we can bring in, you know, as as you grow, and as you bring on, you know, because entrepreneurs, we have a tendency to want to do everything ourselves. Yes, do you think? <laughs> You know, hiring, hiring good help is sometimes is a challenge because we're afraid to let go. It's that control right. piece that kind of gets in the way because, um, you know, nobody else can do it as good as you do. <laughs> well, and you're absolutely right to say that, because, I mean, if you're going to create room and space for more to come in and if you know what your strengths are and what you have to focus on to make this even doable or make this even a business, then you're going to have to relinquish other things. Call it outsourcing because it's not necessarily your skill set and you don't have the time to learn something from scratch, hoping that you can get that skill set and make it work. You know, there's just not enough hours in the day. So yeah, you you really do have to relinquish certain things and focus and put your energies on the things that you know are your strengths and take the strengths to market. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and being able to find the right people to help you do that. Yes. I love what you said you said outsourcing. And that is a key element to, you know, it's very liberating when you get yes. to a point where it's like, oh my gosh, I really need to help, you know, I need to do get so much done. But if I don't hire help, it's never, you know, I'm not going to be able to accomplish all this stuff. So being able to trust people that you find mm-hmm. in your network, you know who you resonate with, you know yeah. who understands what you're doing, you know, you, you trust people within your network to give you guidance. So why not trust them to help you with the work? Absolutely. And, it's just amazing. Sometimes we're afraid, 
you know, I, I tell this story all the time. I was in, at a point with my business that I really wanted to grow and I needed, I wanted to take on a few more clients, but I needed help. And I knew I kind of sat down with the numbers. You know, I'm not, an, I'm totally not a numbers person. Not, me neither. Just <laughs> husband would like to get me to do my books and you'll find out. Um, but I will, I sat down with it. I said, all right, in order for me to pay to hire a virtual assistant, how many client, how many new clients would that mean? Or how much would I have to raise my rates? Right. Mm, so mm-hmm. would I have to increase my, my income? And when I looked at those numbers, I was like, okay, that's doable. That would mean, you know, at the time it would have meant two new clients a month. Well, just hiring that person because it freed my time up so much once we got clicking and got everything kind of set where she was able to help me um, do some of the things that I wanted her to do. Mm-hmm. Um, especially using LinkedIn to help me find um, some really good connections and clients that way. Um, I wound up with averaging four to five new clients a month. Fantastic. So it was the growth that I was looking for by hiring that person. It really freed me up to be able to, to increase my, my bottom line, you know, even though I was now paying for somebody to support me every month. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's right, because when it comes to making business decisions, you got to make ones that are intuitive and supportive of the vision of where you're going and how to create uh, strategically the momentum that's going to take you on the trajectory of where you say you want to go. Um, so it's really, again, focusing on your strengths, but being very clear on what your needs are, knowing what what you can do, what you can't do, what you don't want to do. And rather than fixating on the, 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 the aspect of your business of, oh, I'm not really good at this. It's not really my skill set. It's like, okay, well, you know what? We live in a viral world here. Everything is like, you know, everybody's connected to their phones. Everybody's connected to their computers. And if, People like you, Laura, because this is what you're all about, you know, really connecting with people and being a networker, um, you're always going to know somebody if you don't know them personally, you're going to know somebody who knows somebody who is going to be able to assist you in the areas that you perhaps might be a little bit deficient or, again, it's not your strength area and it's certainly not where you want to absorb all of your time because that's wasted energy. So, um you know, and you're, you're by you saying these things and using them as examples of what people need to consider or take into account, you know, you're giving all kinds of uh, really good, valuable insight and information here, particularly for people who are listening, who have just started up their company or they're thinking about leaving corporate and, and really working for themselves, um, you know, because we don't know what we don't know. And so, you know, tuning into people like you, Laura, and somebody who's already gone through it, you know, if we can help people avoid some of the landmines and, and some of the things that are going to um, save them some time, Um, then this is what we're here to do. This is all part and parcel of paying it forward, being of service and, and sharing the wealth, sharing the the wealth with regards to resources. Uh, You know, this is what happened to me. I would really advise you guys don't do this because, you know, this is what could potentially happen. You don't want to implode your business right when you're trying to get out of the gate. Um, So again, I appreciate, and this is so natural for you. You don't even probably realize that you're doing this throughout the course of this interview, but you're giving all kinds of, really uh, yummy, pivotal nuggets that can help people make lists and go, okay, this is what Laura had said. This is what she encountered. This is perhaps what I can avoid. Um, So I appreciate that. I really do. So now I'm going to have to go back and listen to the podcast, write down everything that I said. (laughs) (laughs) 
and either implement it or re-implement it. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, listen, I want to, being cognizant of time, I want to, there's a couple things I want to do here uh, before we part ways. So, you know, for people who are listening to you, who are obviously very clearly inspired by you, who resonate with you, one, how can they reach out to you? Uh, when can they anticipate your book coming to market? How can they uh, consult with you for an initial consultation, become part of your client load? What can you share with people? So the best way to find me and connect with me is by going to my website, 30secondsuccess.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find me through social media as well. I'm pretty much on all the platforms on, at 30secondsuccess is my is my uh, standard form, you know, standard title. So it's easier to find me that way. Um, my book is right now we're looking at the probably the end of October for okay. our launch for that. So launch soft launch on that. But if you want to go to my website and sign up for my newsletter, we'll be definitely getting it out to the public, you know, with the dates and things like that. When that happens, I'm, I'm excited about that. Definitely, you know, helping people um, create that message is, is so important. So I want to be able to get that in the hands of everybody who's looking for help. Um, and as far as working with me um, individually, or if you have, you know, association or a corporation that needs uh, a, looking for a speaker or a good workshop, that's going to help elevate your message and get more eyes on your business. You can find me. Um, uh, there's a contact page on my website as well. So you can reach me through that. Wonderful. So in terms of if you could impart one key tool, uh, words of wisdom, guidance, whatever you want to call it, words of inspiration, with regards to what it is that you do specifically and what you do extremely well, Laura, for anybody who is looking to craft their message and being very mindful of 30 seconds because people tune out much more quickly these days than ever before. It's like you got to have them right from the beginning. What would be one of the your key core um, essential words of wisdom where they can take what you're saying into account before they perhaps reach out to you for a consultation? What are the do's and don'ts of what they should be doing or being mindful of uh, for branding themselves, for, you know, building a 30 second message right off of the gate that's going to engage people. It's going to get, you know, ears perked up, people interested, people taking you seriously. What would your suggestions be around that? Um, so I think the, the most important thing to remember is, number one, understanding who your ideal client is. Who are you yes. trying to impact your business? The other key thing is to understand them and remember that all of your messaging really needs to be tailored to them. It, mm-hmm. It's not about you. It's about them. What are you delivering for them? You know, mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, where they're coming from, what's really going to resonate and resonate with their heart. You've got to be able to reach the emotional connection that's going to get them to want to know more about who you are and what you do and how you serve your your clients. Those are the two key things that I really, really focus on as far as all of your messaging, whether it's, you know, on social media or when you are in front of people face to face. Um, The one thing that I share with people all the time, and this is one of those nuggets that I always drop in all of my presentations. So, you know, the biggest thing to remember is because it's not about you and it's about them, 
Mm-hmm. Don't waste your time saying your name and your company in the very beginning of your message. Mm-hmm. Save that for them. the reason being, it takes people about seven seconds to decide if they're going to listen to what you have to say. So you need to grab their attention with the first words that come out of your mouth. So therefore, it should not be your name in your company, because guess what? If you have a company that's very familiar, whether it's insurance, real estate, business coach, whatever it is, they're going to go, oh, I know what they do and tune you out because they've got a bazillion other things trying to grab their attention. But mm-hmm. if you can grab your, their attention with the first thing that you say, then you've got them. You've got their attention for that 30 seconds and then just say your name and your company at the very end. Love that. Love that. And so I know one of the things that you emphasize and work very closely on with clients, and it's all part of your own branding is, you know, really taking note of is your network really listening. So for people who are listening, who are trying to do some inventory, and who are wanting to do some self assessment and some analysis, you know, what would be some of the key indicators for whether their network truly is listening or is uh, conversely tuned out? Right. So I think a lot of it is, you know, that, that connecting with your network, spending Mm -hmm. time with them, not just in networking meetings, but inviting them to coffee, you know, there's Mm -hmm. one-on-one conversations, you know, whether you do it virtually through zoom, I love virtual coffee because it's such a time saver. You don't have to drive anywhere and you can (laughs) still see people face. Right. Um, you know, and now I can connect with people across the country. So, you know, or in another, in another dimension, you know, like over in, in another country. And it's so funny, you know, I, I had a, a Zoom connect with somebody from Ireland and, you know, you have to figure out all the time zone stuff, but it's amazing when you actually get to see somebody I'm going, sitting on there, I'm, we're just having a great conversation. I'm like, wait, he's sitting in Ireland and I'm in like <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> Isn't that wild? That's you know, so oh, wild. I can see him. <laughs> yeah, so Love I think it. That, that, really connecting in person, um, that makes a huge difference to make sure that your audience is hearing what you have to say. Because again, it's about connecting in a way that helps them realize that you're listening to what they have to share. You're, again, even in all those conversations, it's not about you, it's about them. So ask them a lot of really great questions. Eventually it'll come around to you. But Mm -hmm. getting them comfortable with sharing with you and getting, mm-hmm. you know, kind of start to break down those barriers and they start to really like gain, become more interested in what you have to say and what you have to share when you are truly listening to what they're sharing. Absolutely. Bingo. Well, the couple things I wanted to ask you then, Laura, from your perspective, because, you know, words like success, people define that very individually, very uniquely. Uh, you know, we define all of these things very uniquely and, and uh, individually, no differently than my brand of living fearlessly. You are somebody who clearly embodies that, which is why it's such a pleasure and a gift and an honor to have you on my show today. But what does living fearlessly mean for you personally and professionally, Laura? The biggest thing, you know, I love that you're, I love the name of your show, Living Fearlessly. Um, It's one of those things, it's a daily reminder that, yes, we all have fear, but it's a choice whether we're going to allow the fear to hold us back or if we're going to just kind of stomp all over it and keep moving forward. So it's, you know, taking charge of your life and making the, making the hard choices sometimes that, you know, in the end are going to make a substantial difference in your life. 
Beautiful. Absolutely. And you use the word throughout the show, and it's one of my favorite words, too, because it encompasses so many really important things, uh, is the word legacy. So what do you hope, Laura, is the legacy that you leave behind? How is it that you hope that people choose to remember you? My, um, my biggest wish is that this message, being able to help people create that one, you know, that really t- message that really resonates with who they are, that they can deliver in a way that helps them to overcome the fear of stepping out into the world, you know, getting that message down so they're no longer, you know, held hostage by being able to share who they are. Beautiful. And so, you know, people who are entrepreneurs specifically, people who are highly successful, uh, such as yourself, Laura, you know, some people have a real daily regimen. We know it's important to sponge up books and, and, you know, people like Brian Tracy as the forerunner, people who, you know, their their work and their messaging is timeless. Any generation can gather uh, value from that. But in terms of what keeps you on the straight and narrow, you know, balancing motherhood, balancing business, balancing clients, balancing hopefully some self-care, you know, do you have daily mantras, rituals, proclamations, uh, you know, regimens, things that you are vigilant about because you know that if you deviate from that, it's going to throw you off kilter? Yes, I do. And, you know, and it's, it's, that's a great question because sometimes it really is, I I don't really subscribe to the whole work-life balance thing because I think every day just looks different. Yes. But I think, you know, the, the one thing that kind of helps to keep me on track is number one, I do have a morning routine. I, you know, I learned years ago from Darren Hardy, you know, to kind of bookend your day, have a, have a morning routine and an evening routine and don't deviate from those. Mm-hmm. So that's really important to me. Like I start my day the same way, you know, every day I, you know, just commit to doing that. Um, and then be managing your calendar is the other piece. I think that is so <laughs> critically important because when you allow other people to take control of your calendar, it's, it's, it gets a little frightening. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, that's one yeah. adjective. <laughs> Yeah, right. It gets a little frightening when you, you know, allow other people to manage your calendar. But And what I mean by managing your calendar is blocking out, like, like I, uh, I do a lot of time blocking, like, okay, I know my, my brain cells are on fire first thing in the morning. So that's when I do all my, I do as much of my writing as I possibly can in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, in the afternoons are a little more free for, you know, conversations and follow up and things like that. Um, in my networking, I also limit myself to, you know, two to three events a week because I could be out networking all day long and never get any work done. All right. <laughs> Clock, I'm done. I'm toast. I'm not going to do anything. So um, it's just, it's really managing. It's more of a man, it's more management of your life. You know, mm-hmm. the calendar, having a plan, knowing what your, you know, knowing what your routine is and, and sticking with that as much as possible. Fantastic. So I'd like to give you the opportunity again before we, because uh, we're getting close to having to unfortunately wrap up and I could talk to you for hours, Laura, and you're always welcome to come back uh, if you so choose to do so. Um, but uh, I'd like to give you the opportunity to share once again with people where they can find you, uh, what your suite of services are. Uh, so if you could recap some of that for the listening audience, please. 
So my website, again, is 30secondsuccess.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram. I think I'm pretty much everywhere. Um, and the, as far as working with, I work with individuals to help them develop their 30-second message and do a little bit of strategy work around that. We're making sure that your message is on point, uh, both you know your verbal message as well as your print message. Then I also work with, do workshops and business presentations for corporations and associations. So a lot of organizations that are, you know, bring in different speakers, love to have us come in and just share more about your message and how to connect with your audience. Fantastic. Well, if there's one takeaway breakthrough that you hope the listening audience gets from this show, and there was a lot of uh, wealth of information, there was a lot of good points, perspectives, examples, testimonials, things that you shared and covered a lot of basis in such a short period of time, Laura. But if there's one absolute takeaway or breakthrough that you hope resonates with the majority of people outside of anything else that you happen to mention, what would that be? I think the biggest thing that I would love for people to be able to take away from this is that there's no reason to fear networking. Once you have your 30-second message, your confidence will go through the roof and more people will be attracted to you and your business. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there. You know, just prepare yourself ahead of time. Fantastic. Well, you've been an absolute gem, Laura. I thank you so much for your expertise. I thank you for the gift of your time because, again, clearly we all know how busy and off the hook you are. So the fact that you found time for us and the listening audience today, I want to say thank you very much. I appreciate you. And for the listening audience, I, too, want to thank you very much for taking time out of your own hectic schedules for tuning in to myself and my guest of today, Laura Templeton. I would really highly encourage you to reach out to her. Uh, she's a wealth of information. She's a true resource for a lot of people. And uh, a lot of people are seeing the results show up in their life as a result of partnering with her and collaborating with her and hiring her. So really excited about the book. Let me know, Laura, because I want to get my hands on a copy and I, I don't expect you to just send me one. I will buy you one because that's what you do with entrepreneurs. You support their businesses. So again, for the listening audience, I want to thank you for the gift of your time. I'm very clear on my purpose. My purpose is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. Looking very forward to touching base with you and being connected next Friday with another phenomenal guest. Wishing you an amazing, safe weekend grateful and love to all of you take care you too laura thanks so much all my best everyone bye-bye hey this is al cole from cbs radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of living fearlessly with lisa mcdonald Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and AHA That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.